Blog Talk Radio. So he just called up his employers and said it's not working. And half an hour later, someone showed up with a computer for him. I said, maybe I should try that with mine. I'm sure someone will show up with it. Oh, hello, Nats Town. Welcome to Nats Nightly, sponsored by FederalBaseball.com. This is Patrick Reddington from Federal Baseball. I've got Dave Nichols on the phone after the Nationals dropped their fourth straight, third straight overall to the Orioles. But Dave, I don't know if I'm why I'm asking the voice of doom and gloom this question, but whose side are you on, Dusty Baker or the Nats fans who are panicking right now? After that ninth inning made it a lot closer than it looked all night. Uh, Nationals rallied, get a grand slam by Danny Murphy with one out in the ninth. Was one out, right? One, two outs, yeah. One out. Uh, they got an RBI double by Anthony Rendon that makes it 10-8 to eight at that point. Looks like they're going to come back. They end up, Ryan Zimmerman hits into a double play to end the game. 10-8 final, but they rallied from 10-3 to make it close and you know, bring the potential walk-off run to the plate there. Uh, Dusty Baker said after the game, uh, he told the guys that they have to fight back. Good, good teams got to come back, and come back we did. I just know that we're starting to swing the bats, and I can feel it in my heart that we're going to get hot because we really haven't been hot all year. We've been consistent, but we haven't been hot. Everybody has their hot streak, and I think that ours is going to come right on time. Where are you on this? Are you panicking that they've lost four straight, three in a row to the Orioles, or did you see good signs there at the end and think the hot streak's coming at some point and possibly if it comes in the next month and a half right on time for the Nationals? Well, um, I fall strongly in the camp of neither. Um, I have no panic whatsoever. Uh, The Nationals are one of the three best teams in Major League Baseball. If they end up um, advancing in the playoffs, then it's going to be due to talent, not due to um, anything else. Um, I also don't necessarily believe that, um, you know, that they – are are not hot, need to get hot, or or what or what have you. Um, Daniel Murphy's been one of the uh, most consistently excellent performers all season long. Uh, Wilson Ramos, up until the last five games, had been right there with them. Um, uh, Ryan Zimmerman hasn't performed like Ryan Zimmerman in three years, and that's due to injury. Um, you know, look, the same issues we've gone through when they were winning are the same issues when they're going in a, in a slump. I mean, this team is a veteran team built for the playoffs. Um, they're built for a long-haul type of thing. They are one of the best teams in the league. And, and um, you know, the, the idea the – idea, Dusty Baker's idea that this team isn't hot is based solely around the fact that Bryce Harper hasn't hit since April. Um, and whether that's due to injury, uh, regression, personality, or some other factor – um, the Nats would be a lot better off if they figured it out and got him fixed. Um, that being said, even this version of Bryce Harper, along with the other veterans on this team when everybody is playing um, the way they should be playing, uh, is enough to be one of the three best teams in, in Major League Baseball. Uh, they just happen to um, draw a, a admittedly good-hitting Orioles team at the end of a multi-city uh, road trip. Um, and with two fifths of their starting rotation on the disabled list, I don't think that uh, I don't think the idea that that Steven Strasburg going on the disabled list um, earlier in the week doesn't have anything to do with the fact that the Nats are now slumping. I mean, when you lose one of your two or three best players, it affects everything. It affects the entire clubhouse. Um, and, and this is what we're seeing. We're seeing uh, over the last four days, we're seeing accumulation of effects. Um, the, the, the schedule, the injuries, um, a couple of pitchers not going deep to the bullpen is taxed. 
Um, you know, Bryce Harper still not swinging the way Bryce Harper should. Um, they got a, a very quick uh, burst from, from Ryan Zimmerman when he first came back, but uh, but since it's been it's been the same Ryan Zimmerman that we've seen the last two years. Um, the only uh, really bright spot that the Nets have going right now uh, is Trey Turner, um, and he's an incredibly white hot hot spot. Um, but but past that. There's no reason to panic. I mean, this is a, this is a team that, that is a veteran team. We'll play to their veteran level, um, and it's just three or four games out of 162. There's no reason to, to to panic and worry that this team suddenly isn't going to make the playoffs. It would take something catastrophic and, and historic oh, geez, for the Nets to not make the playoffs. Are you jinxy mother? <laughs> Hashtag no <laughs> such thing as jinx. <laughs> We'll get back to Turner I mean, in a minute. Just, but, uh, yeah, we're we're just, we're okay. just talking facts and numbers here. It would take an historic <laughs> collapse for the Nationals to not qualify for the playoffs. Like I tell people on Twitter all the time, nothing we say on our, our Twitter feeds or on our podcast affects what happens on the field. There is no such thing as a drink. So I don't want to hear it from anybody. I know Doghouse will be angry tomorrow. <laughs> Uh, we'll get to Trey Turner in a minute, as I was saying, but I think you make a good point. Uh, Orioles fans and the Orioles themselves should be happy that they won uh, three in a row here against the Nationals, but they did beat A.J. Cole and, uh, last night. Uh, Ronaldo Lopez, you know, nothing against our young pitchers, but it's not the rotation we've had most of the year. So if you're looking for excuses, you can go there. But one of the guys who has been all year struggled tonight, uh, Tanner Roark on the mound, unbeaten in his last five starts with a 4 0 record, 214 ERA, 210, 293, 361 line against in his last 33 and two thirds innings pitched. A uh, disaster of a first, though. A two run home run, a bases loaded hit by pitch, which was the second of two hit by pitches in that little streak there. 3 uh, nothing at that point, 4 nothing on a sack fly by J.J. Hardy. 39 pitch first. Uh, he's down 5-1 in the second RBI single by Manny Machado. Uh, Two-error play that was later changed to a one-error play. I didn't update my notes on Rendon. Uh, 111 pitches total on the night. Worked out of a second and third no-out jam in his final inning in the fifth there, but not the start they were looking for from Tanner Roark, who had been pretty much the model of consistency over the last couple starts. Yeah, I mean, if you want to... Um... I think the reason that this that this modest four game losing streak feels so bad is that uh, is just that that, that Roark had been such a model of consistency um, and just uh, you know just rough timing here that, that that he has a clunker of a start. I mean, you know, just looking at it, this obviously wasn't um, you know wasn't Tanner Roark at his best. I mean, he hits a couple of guys. Um, he doesn't have that, that fine control that he has. And if we want to talk jinxers, I mean, let's jinx Tom Boswell for writing something about Roark, and then he goes out and stinks the joint up the next time out. So Boswell's the real jinxer here, not me. But um, I have no concern whatsoever that Tanner Roark's gonna, not going to rebound and, and be Tanner Roark next start out. This is just an instance of, of trying to be too fine and then losing his control against a good swinging team. And, um, you know, honestly – you know, teams have four- and five-game losing streaks all the time. Uh, this just feels worse because it, it is against the Orioles. Um, so many Nats fans have such animosity towards not, not only the Orioles as a team, I think, but more towards their, their management and their ownership um, that it feels worse because, it, because they're having a bad streak right now. The other important person on the mound tonight, and what we should be talking about, of course, instead of silly baseball games, is Katie Ledecky, uh, U.S. Olympic gold medal winner, four-time uh, Olympic gold medal winner this year, five times total, 
throwing out the first pitch tonight, Dave. I was shocked that she actually has legs and uh, got. If there's water near her, she didn't turn into a mermaid the way she swims. But what do you think about her form and throwing out that first pitch? <laughs> you're you're not getting paid to say that. You don't have to say that on the podcast. <laughs> All right, and we'll talk about Trey Turner instead. Four for four last night, seven for seven after going three for three in his first three ABs, got up to eight for eight uh, before a strikeout late end of that streak. Really nice little run there by Trey Turner. Uh, Great catch early in the game, a diving play at the warning track. I think he went like 120 feet or something. I saw Darren Wilman from MLB.com tweeted the stats on it when it came out. Dusty Baker says that was big. He just outran the ball. Trey has been playing great. He had a great night at the plate. He's also a very determined young man, and that determination and youthful exuberance, I think, has rubbed off on the team. Hard to imagine it hasn't rubbed off on the team, the way he's going up there. If nothing else, the runs he's scoring and the amount of time he's getting on base in the last few weeks or pretty much since he's been up here has definitely had a positive effect, as we've discussed before. I, yeah, I think the most positive effect that he's had on the team is his performance on the field. I mean, you know, managers love to talk about guys' heart and grit and hustle and and all the rest of this, but the bottom line is he's a damn good baseball player, and it's a it's just it was a travesty that you didn't make this team out of spring training simply because of money for a team that um, fancied themselves as a World Series contender. They should have put the best team on the field to start the season instead of waiting until the middle of the damn season to do it because Trey Turner was one of the 25 best players coming out of spring training and the only reason he didn't start on the major league roster is because of money and that's a shame yeah we've been saying it since last August at this point as I said we've been surpassed by the Trey Turner backers who weren't there from the start and think they started it all like an old man who thinks he invented the wheel but anyway what do you think of this Orioles team? Uh, I don't watch much AL baseball, as I've discussed many times in the show. I, I don't prefer that brand of baseball. I think just, I don't know, watching the Nationals hit, 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 pitchers hit all the time alone gives you reason to enjoy that, if not Madison Bumgarner and the other guys who can really swing it. But uh, this Orioles team clearly can pound the ball. Uh, we talked the other night about how most of their, if not all of their, uh, Offense comes from the home run. Last night it wasn't necessarily the case. They did get one home run, but they were really swinging the bat well again tonight. And they've got an impressive team still third in the AL East. But uh, your impressions after three or four games with the Orioles? Well, they are a thoroughly modernly built ball club. I mean, they one through eight, or I should say one through nine, since they are in the American League, um, they can all hit the ball out of the ballpark. Um, and that's what – um, you know, that's how baseball is being played now is that, that you just line up people that can hit home runs and you don't worry about the strikeouts and you don't worry about guys on base because if you can hit seven solo home runs in the game, you're still going to win the damn thing. Um, you know, they, they used to um, be a particularly good fielding ball club. They're not that so much anymore. Um, they still do a decent job on defense, but um, their team is built around hitting home runs and having a solid bullpen. And, um, this year, Britain has taken it up and even another notch, even though the Nats were able to score against him tonight. Uh, he's been damn near, you know, un- unhittable and score uponable, uh, if I can if I can coin a word. Uh, Brad Brock uh, at the back of their bullpen, very good. Um, they've got a couple of other short relievers that are, that are really good. Uh, Darren O'Day has been hurt most of the year, but that's how – um, that's how modern teams are being built, by hitting home runs and having solid bullpens that can pitch three or four or five innings a night. And 
and that's how they and that's how they do it. And um, you know, is it going to be good enough in in, in the AL East, which seems to uh, be making a somewhat of a rebound with the with the Red Sox and, and the Blue Jays enjoying good seasons? Who knows? Um, the, the, the the place to get the Orioles has been their starting pitching. And in the last three games, the Nats just haven't done that. And, again, I think that speaks more towards the Nats than the Orioles starting pitching because the Orioles starting pitching is nothing to, nothing to sneeze at. Yeah, just I had it in my notes. I pulled it up really quickly while you were talking there. That run on Zach Britton, did that go on him? Now i got to look at my box score and see. Uh, did he hire that run or did that actually score on him? Do you uh, I don't know. It, it, might have, it might not have been. I was driving at the time I was listening to it. I'm looking just for the importance of it. Yes, it was one earned run on him. So that snaps a streak of, as I pull up my other screen now, 43 consecutive relief appearances without allowing a run. So not nothing right. that they actually managed to put up a run on him because he'd been on quite a run there. Yeah. Um, you know, arguably the best reliever in the game currently. I mean, it's hard to say right now because there are so many good uh, back-of-the-bullpen arms, but I uh, certainly can't argue with the numbers and, and his performance this season. Ibaldo Jimenez versus Max Scherzer tomorrow night, 7.05 p.m., the finale of this uh, four-game home-and-home interleague beltway battle series. Uh, I don't know how much of the game you watched or listened to tonight, but in the park tonight, I can tell you there, there's a nice mix of uh, maybe the national fans in the park didn't necessarily enjoy it, but walking around beforehand and listening to it. Uh, there was a really nice mix of Orioles and Nats fans here. We unfortunately heard the big O during the Stars Bangle banner, which is disrespectful, and our favorite D.C. Washington is singing it. But uh, late in the game, the Nationals fans were trying to drown him out. It was a good atmosphere for a game here. Maybe not the result the Nationals wanted, but their third straight loss to the Orioles. But uh, it is nice to see the Beltway rivalry, quote-unquote, uh, pick up here in have that kind of atmosphere in the park, a postseason atmosphere, if nothing else. Yeah, um, you know, the whenever the Orioles play at Nats Park, as with the Yankees and the Red Sox and the Phillies and and the Mets and the Cardinals and the Cubs, there's always a good representation of of, of visiting fans um, that, that come there essentially because they live here. You know, they and and. They used to, they used to, you know, in the entire DC market, used to be Orioles fans, and I say that not completely exclusively because I know that there are some diehards that that were not Orioles fans. But um, you know, I, I, I've admitted this a uh, hundred times on this show. I grew up as an Orioles fan. Uh, Peter Angelos beat it out of me before the Nats got here, um, but and now the Orioles are just another team to me. But there are hundreds of thousands of people like me that grew up in the D.C. area that were Orioles fans at the time and that still are. Um, I know hundreds of people that are, are Nats fans for NL and Orioles fans for AL. So when these teams, um, and including one of the team, one of the town's most prominent radio personalities, it, you know, is an Orioles fan and also a Nats fan now that the Nats are here. So um, I'll let people try to just, you know, decipher who I'm referring to. Um, you know, anyway, <laughs> it's nice to see the park is, is right. It's nice to see the park is packed. Um, I think it's kind of obvious that, that when the Nats played up there uh, Monday and Tuesday night, that it was just a regular Orioles crowd. It was not a big sellout crowd like it was at Nats Park. So that says to me that 
that there are more Orioles fans in D.C. than there are uh, there are Nats fans in suburban Baltimore because let's just, let's face it, they put a team in D.C. because nobody is willing to drive from D.C. to Baltimore to go to a damn baseball game at night because you can't get there. I, uh, well, I was going to say I just did it, but admittedly I was at the game, uh, let's say, six and a half hours beforehand. I also got to visit the uh, Babe, Babe Ruth uh, Birthplace Museum, which was very nice. I made a nice trip out of it yesterday, but yeah, trying to get out right. of work and drive you, up to a game there, I, I imagine it's a complete nightmare. Yeah, you can't leave work at 4 o'clock in the afternoon and be there for the first, second, third, or fourth innings. I mean, it's literally a four-hour trip to try to leave D.C. proper and get to Baltimore for a baseball game. You just can't do it anymore. Yeah, doing it at ridiculous times like I did. It made it a nice trip back and forth, but I did it four times in two days, and it was a bit much at the end. I can't imagine having been in traffic for any of that. So we'll wrap it up there. Nats Nightly, sponsored by federalbaseball.com. Back tomorrow night, 7.05, Scherzer versus Jimenez in the series finale with the Orioles. And the Rockies come to town for three, and the Nats are back on the road. Talk to you after tomorrow's game, sir. Sounds good. Good night, everybody. Doug has to go, Nats.